Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk to the Vision. In today's episode, we discuss how we resist protests, boycotts, general strikes, and political parties. This is a 90-minute discussion, and we invite you to call in at 347-857-1319. All right, we're back. We're back on a Monday. We're back in the house here. Yes, Definitely yes, yes. Uh, glad to be back. Definitely call. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming up. Look, we, were, we both been looking forward to this show. Cause I, oh, man. Shit, man. Yes, there's so yes. much shit going on. God damn. <laughs> I mean, man, it's not even, I'm not even, I'm laughing, but I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I can't even stand to look at the fascist face, man. I'm, what are they, uh. What a tribe called West called him last night, Agent Orange. Agent Orange, yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. Agent Orange on the, uh, I saw that on Twitter. I don't, 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 don't get it twisted, brother. I don't watch Grammy. That's right. <laughs> I, yeah, that was on Grammy. I, I didn't watch it. It, it yeah. was tweeted out. That's what, that's what happened. Yeah, I watched it on, I watched stuff on Twitter, man. So I saw a uh, tribe called, tribe called West Quest and then, uh, and, and their thing. But yeah, he called him Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what mm-hmm. it was. Um, so yeah, but I, I can't, man, I, I'm like, I can't even stand looking at this fool, dude. I, I, I just can't. I, and I certainly won't say his name. Uh, so that's, that's just, you know, that's, that's how I'm rolling with that. But right. never mind, but he don't give, he, he don't give a shit whether I call his name, name or not. <laughs> so, that's right. But, but, <laughs> but, but, <sighs> but seriously though, like, yeah, we, this has been a good topic. Um, we, um. We're going to, like I said, we're going to, uh, in two weeks, we're going to be having a guest on, uh, author Joey Dean, who has uh, written a book called Crowds and Politics, which is uh, similar to some of the things we're talking about today, uh, but she's going to come in with some, some deeper analysis. You know, so it's kind of a theoretical book, but I think at the same time, it has some good stuff in it that, uh, that might be worthwhile. And, and uh, we, we read another book by her, uh, Carl, right? Uh, right. We read, book uh, read her book was uh, called Democracy and Other Neoliberal Fantasies. It talks about, you know, um, the critique of of uh, emails and Twitters as once you do that, you did your part in uh, movement building or protest. So um, it's 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 a tough read. It's t- it's tough because they used that what we call Lacanian or Freudian psychology approach, and it's it's not mm-hmm. necessarily easy reading. But she makes a really good point where people feel that they that they did their part when they just sent in a you know sign on to remember for a while that uh, MoveOn.org did these um, online petitions. So when they folks signed their name, they felt they did their part. And and mm-hmm. and, and her argument was 
it's important to you know it's important to do that, but that in of itself is not a movement. That's not you know uh, being engaged uh, with other people in solidarity and having rich discussions and connection with real people. Um, it still keeps you um, separated, uh, isolated. Um, uh, uh, in a, a bubble about what's going on. So that's pretty much what, um, uh, and, and part of that um, critique she makes is also in crowds and party. Uh, she continues that mm-hmm. critique in, in crowds and party. But it's, uh, I strongly recommend those who uh, need to understand the role and the, uh, the positive and negative role of technology, uh, particularly uh, you know, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or emails, all of that, and uh, and the role, both the benefits and, 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 and you know, some of the uh, challenges and problems of that as part of the larger, broader movement. Uh, it doesn't, in her mind, it doesn't replace getting into the street, and that's what Occupy demonstrated. Um, when yeah. people uh, within the street, it, it really transformed um, up until... Uh, you know, this really, this internet movement age really began in 96, 97, and it, it continued until the Occupied and the Black Lives Matter movement hit the scene, and that just, you know, sent it on a whole new trajectory. I'm not saying that, that folks, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that those who participated in the mass um, marches and rallies, anti-war marches and rallies in 2003, 2004, um, were not irrelevant, or the 1999 protests in Seattle were not important, but oftentimes uh, they were uh, eclipsed by this internet movement kind of struggle. So that's I'm, I'm, I'm not discounting or saying that those uh, types of struggles did not exist at that particular time, or protests did not exist at that particular time. It's just oftentimes got eclipsed by this other wave of struggle so yeah well you know you mentioned that because uh after i read her book uh crowds and politics i went and uh another book just came out uh earlier i think last year i think um it's called the end of protest a new playbook for revolution by um i don't know if it's uh m-i-c-h m-i-c-a-h m-i-c-a-h white mitch white uh, now he was. Uh, this person is uh, out of Berkeley, or was living in Berkeley for a long while, and uh, he was. Uh, he was the one who kind of called for uh, Occupy with uh, another another editor of a, a magazine called Ad Busters, and I do remember Ad Busters calling for Occupy. It be, you know it became well known. I remember that. I didn't take it. Of course, like a lot of people, we didn't take it seriously, and the reason why. Is because Ad Busters have, have called them for a lot of things before, and nobody really took it seriously. And and it's and it's not to say that uh, that that they don't have good ideas, but I'm not sure if they knew how to really really call for something and make it happen. And so, anyway, this book was important to me because, you know, of course, I participated in Occupy uh, at, least, at least on a local level in Sacramento. But it was also important to see the person who called for or who was, who was responsible for kind of uh, getting it going um, it, it pretty much does a reflection on that 
on on that event, that a movement, and and basically Occupy was he calls it a meme movement. It was a memes were sent out, and those memes we've all seen memes, and memes have a way of uh, quickly uh, injecting a particular viewpoint, a particular uh, uh, message in people's mind, and and it can it can go viral. You know, it it can spread like almost like a virus. I don't mean to compare you know, a, a, a protest to a virus, but I mean, it can spread really quickly. So it was one of the first kind of um, meme movements uh, that, uh, that we see now that we kind of take for granted. We see memes coming out against um, being used against uh, Agent Orange, the, uh, the fascist in the White House. Uh, we see that happening and we see it being successfully used in Black, Black Lives Matter. So, that that was a positive thing, particularly in the fact that the progressive, uh, the liberal progressive element um, before Occupy had just really been weak. I mean, you know, the a lot of attention had been put on the um, was the Tea Party, and, mm-hmm. and the Tea Party got a lot of attention for a while. And people were like, well, well, you know, what are what are the liberals and the progressives doing, right? And so, uh, I'm, you know, so that was that that came out of that. I think again. There was a certain thing about Occupy. There was a certain moment. You had to have a certain right moment. You don't organize right. something like that, right? The, the, you know, well, you can't organize something like that, but typically those kind of things are spontaneous. And so he, he spends a significant amount of time in his book reflecting on that, but he also, this is what I think uh, the, the book is useful, even though I will give the book a three. I want to say that right now. Um, and I, I will say, I say I'll give it a three. If I do, I mean, if I do a one out of five or whatever, I'll give it a three because it, one, since that he does a good job of, of reflecting on uh, what happened to Occupy, and also he goes back and looks at other uh, protest movements, um, you know, like the, the battle in Seattle, uh, the anti-Iraq uh, uh, War uh, protest, um, I think it was back in, uh, what, what, forget what year that was. But, the, you know, so there are n- numerous kind of protests that happened, and he reflects on those, even going back to um, the one, uh, the, the, the the commune. What's the one called? Commu- the, um, oh, Paris, Paris commune. commune. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in the protest, and they're, you know, and them setting up the barricade and all that. So, this is one of the things I would say is for those of us who are in that kind of resistance movement, those of us who participate in these things, spend some time, you know, reading some books and reflecting on, on how they've been done in the past because you cannot keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's, that's the one point I do agree with him on is that the, the tactics have to change, uh, the flavor has to change, in order to have impact. Otherwise, if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over, while the enemy, you know, figures out, you know, the power structure figures out how to come, how to come back at you. So, so if, you know, if you've ever seen a protest where now people are kind of locking their, locking their arms up in those tubes, you know what I mean, Carl? You've seen that. Mm-hmm. And it gets, yeah. You know, all right. So, so that worked for a minute, right? That really worked really right. well. But what happened was, is that the police begin to figure out, well, how can we, you know, quell that, squash that before it happens, or how do we deal with it when it does happen? 
So when they see it a number of times, they might not be ready for it at the beginning, and it might be successful, but that doesn't mean you keep doing it. You can keep doing it. Same thing with the sit-ins. The sit-ins for a while were very effective, but after a while, you know, they, uh, uh, they're, not, they're not as effective as they, they once were. So anyway, um, just wanna, we're gonna, what we're going to do today is, is talk about different forms of resistance, different forms of protest, and talk about, you know, what's good about them first. We want to we wanna focus on the positive first. And then we want to talk about some things that we are concerned about uh, uh, in terms of what's going to be happening this, this, this year, particularly this year. Because one of the things that we told you in, our, in one of our shows, more than one of our shows, if the agent, if Agent Orange, if the, if the fascist in, in, in the White House is elected, what it will do, this is, this is the positive thing, what it will do is make people wake up. It will make people have to resist. You see, if 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 Billary, if Billy was elected, what we would have done is we would have got pacified again. That's that's for the most part. Unless you, you know, started a war or something like that, we would have been much more passive. Now what you're seeing is, you know, much more resistance across the country coming out. And um this is gonna it's gonna continue, right? Because this fascist regime no matter, even if they just try really hard, they're going to fuck up. They're going to keep messing up because that's, that's this is who they are. This is an oppressive regime. So they can, they can get together and say, well, we're going to call again. I don't know he's meeting with the, uh, the, the, the Canadian prime minister, and, and they have some kind of meeting about, you know, about women, how to improve conditions for women in the workforce. See, that's supposed to sound all good, you know, and everything. But that, 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 that's not them. That's just not them. You cannot have that. You cannot have a multi-millionaire, multi-billionaire cabinet and expect them to be down for the people. Let us be clear about that. So it's, it, I think it's going to be very difficult for this man, for this agent owner to be normalized. He's not going to be normalized. He's not. So the resistance are going to continue, but how do we, how do we get the most out of that? That's, that's what we're going to discuss today. Um, I want to say, first off, we have some callers on. We're going to try to get to we're going to get to the callers, but we want to lay out a few things first, and then we're going to let callers in. Okay, so uh, just hang in there, and we're going to do that. I want to try to maybe say we do about twenty minutes, and then we'll try to get some callers in. So, um, Carl, you want to say some other stuff? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, first, I want to uh, recommend um, some books um, for people to read. In addition. Uh, uh, on our title um, of our subject, which is, you know, boycotts, union strikes, and resistant activism. One is uh, uh, that I strongly recommend to people to read right off the bat, which is called We Make Our Own History by Lawrence Cox and Alf uh, Nielsen. Um, These are uh, two European cats who really study movements and and tactics. And this is the part that uh, Bakari talks about, the right, or the the oppressor studies you and your tactics, and it constantly is 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 changing its tactics and uh, based on what was successful from you. Um, we have to do the same. That we have to study not only what they have learned from us, um, uh, but also come up with new, fresh, new tactics and strategies. The other book is Primitive Rebel by E. J. Hobson. 
Um, this is, um, he's a historian, and he goes back and take a look at various forms, um, what we consider not necessarily our traditional rebels. Um, you know, he takes a look at bandits, uh, earlier uh, 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 mafias, uh, uh, millennialism, um, uh, as well as, you know, city mobs and la labor sacks. So he looks at early forms that we would sometime would dismiss as rebels, but who played a very influential role in the 19th and 20, early 20th century. And the last book I uh, would recommend is called Power and Movement, Sidney Turrell. It's on social movement and contentious politics, and it's, it, 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 it goes through and takes a look at various disruptive tactics that has been used over the period of time going all the way back to 1700 um, um, forward. And it, it's a little bit more academic, um, so it, you know, it really breaks it down in the sense of, of you know, looking at what works and why it works at different times and so forth. But if you're someone who's really into the study of power and, and, and fundamental change, um, please uh, check out those, um, those set of books. Yeah, and, you know, and I'll just come to think about this. Uh, those, of the, those of you that follow us on um, uh, Blog Talk, you can go to Blog Talk and follow us. What I'm going to maybe start doing is the people who are going to have people following us, if you follow us, I'm going to send you the show notes for the stuff that we talk about. So when we, you know, we, we go off on a whole bunch of books and stuff like that, um, I, I can be able to copy and paste those books into our email and those who are followers can get those, get that information, okay? So I was just thinking about that because Carl and I are beginning to now kind of keep notes about the stuff that we're talking about, and uh, it would be good just to pass it along to you so that way you don't have to go back and listen to figure out what, what was the book you said, blah, blah, blah. So, so definitely those are good books. And I also want to just add one more. I don't want this to be a book show, but uh, it's a book called Doing Democracy, the Map Model for Organizing Social Movements. This is by Bill Moyer. This is not Bill Moyer, the, the, journal, the journalist, but another somebody else. And the, and the book really talks about the eight stages of movement building. And it was a book that I really started trying to reference and get people into at, at the, toward the end of Occupy here in Sacramento when we, we were there. You know, it was kind of dissolving, and people really wanted to know, well, what do we want to do next? I said, you know, we really need to kind of, kind of retreat and look at, you know, what movement building is all about. And, of course, they, you know, a lot of them are ready for that. But anyway, I mean, the fact of it is this, is, this book really goes into the eight stages of movement building. And, and it's, it's, it was a book that, that I found, discovered when I was in Occupy. I think I found it on one of the Occupy uh, websites or what have you, one of the, new, one of the many websites out there. Um, so, but anyway, let's, let's go into one more couple of points, and then we're going to let, some, let, some, uh, let uh, right, uh, call right. it in, too. Um, the, the one of the things I want to I want to stress out is what I've been thinking about and reading, you know, uh, Jody Dean's book and and uh, uh, the other book is you know to me there there are different forms of protest right and and we know most of them we know there are boycotts there are union strikes there are armed rebellions there are physical barricades there's there's sabotage sabotage of infrastructure that that was really went over well really was used in in South Africa you know it was where the ANC did not have armed struggle with, with, with the uh, South African Army, per se, but, but, but was very keen on sabotaging infrastructure, sabotaging 
certain, you know, places and, 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 and buildings and things of that sort. So sabotage and infrastructure, and I would include uh, hacking into systems, which we know the, any, any modern movement today is going to have to in, in, in involve hacking into systems. We're, we're being hacked into. We're going to have to learn how to hack into. So that, that's what that's the reason why anonymous is so important and, and, and understanding what, learning what tools they have to do what they're doing. Um, so there's different types of, 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 of protests. Um, but I, I, I want to say in terms of when we talk about resistance, everybody's been, that's a big word now coming out, resistance, resistance. Everybody be resisting. Fine, you know, we should be resisting. It's all about resistance. But I want to say that there are some, to me, there are some distinct differences between uh, different forms of resistance, all right? For me, that resistance is about when you really go up against the uh, power structure or some element of it or some aspect of it. Right, and you and you push back on that where they feel the pressure on that. That that to me is real resistance. The, on the other hand, a lot of times a protest or a march is just that. It's a it's a it's a march and a protest to bring awareness to something. So a lot of people feel like, well, why is it that you know we went out and did all this marching, we did all we all we did all this rally and stuff, but nothing really changed? Well, you really weren't resisting anything. You what you were doing is you bring attention to things. That's the reason why for me anyway, I think, is that marches work best in places where people are, you're trying to influence people to think a certain way. It, does, it doesn't do any good for me to, to go march downtown, right? And there's nobody downtown but the people who are marching. I mean, I've been in plenty of marches where we might as well just did it for ourselves because there wasn't nobody around to really even see it. You yeah, but, so what's but, the point but, of it? But, what, no, well, no, I, I would I would argue it's not who you, who's okay. going to see it because very few people are going to see you, your marches. No. Marches serve a, a really powerful particular purpose. It's different from the old days. Back when marches mm-hmm. were first came into the existence in, in, in 1600s and 1700s, it was because people were congested and there were no um, there was no mass media. So what happened was mm-hmm. this is what made marches powerful during the. Um, the Paris Commune or during the Russian Revolution relative to China. It's because at that particular time, there was no other way to communicate. So people would come out in mass when they heard people going through the cities and they were much narrower um, for people to walk through and go through the city. They were not wearing a vehicle. So oftentimes people marched through the city to draw masses of people. And then once they got masses of people, um, the, you know, the police and army would confront. So it, 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 it played a much different role then than it does today. Today marches, and, it, and I strongly suggest people look at the civil rights marches in particular, they were strategic and tactical. So they were principally not so much to draw masses of people in along the way, because even though they went through the countryside, very few people joined. It was mostly the people who were part of the march who generally um, happened, even in the... Um, uh, Cesar Chavez marches. They, they they brought a few people, but mainly it was the principal organizers that would start in Salinas or Coachella and different places. What it does is, is a strategy, is a, a strategic, a tactical, is that it it forces the media to to present this march to the masses to educate everybody about the issue. 
That was fundamentally the purpose of, of the marches. It was not because the next day, well, well, you know, well, the system I mean, would just be think... or masses of people. Because you know, if you look at civil rights marches, there wasn't after the one after Selma, there were masses of marches across the nation. There wasn't. Yeah, but, but, but what I, it I did. Think, I think, I, but, I, but, but I do think that we agree, Carl, because in the sense, if, if, it gets, if it gets the media attention, right, that means that right. people, do that's people do get it. Right, and that's right. key. People do get it. And so, so, from my, so my point is, is that I'm saying is, is that it has to be strategic in the sense of bringing right. awareness. You see my point? Right. Because I have been right. in them where there was no media, there was no, there was no media right. and there were right. no people around because we didn't do the work of getting right. the attention, right? So right. That, that's right. what I really meant. I, I think oh, okay. because, yeah. again, yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what I meant because I think that we have to, because we understand that the civil rights movement, which was not talked about in this book about the end of protest, which, and, which, and that book doesn't talk about really saying the protests don't work. I don't know why he really called it that, because that's not what he's really getting at to me. Uh, he was just saying that we need to rethink protests. But, but I, I think that we have to think about, like, not just having a march, but what is the, what is the kind of the goal of that march? And how do we right. strategically meet those particular goals to bring about particular awareness and to also agitate people who are not awoken to an injustice? Many people may not be awoken to it. So, that's what we as that's what you're doing when you volunteer. Most of most of resistance is volunteerism. We don't make people don't make money doing this stuff. They put their lives on the line. They 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 sacrifice their time, what have you. And so if you're going to do that, all right, how do we engage people and help them to see something that's for their benefit? If they don't see it for their benefit, they might wind up being resistant, resisting to the to the resistance or to the march or to the protest. Um, if they don't see why this is taking place. And so, you know, you have to, a lot of times, even in the civil rights movement, there's a lot of groundwork um, laid so that people understand, well, you know, why this happening. Now, some, some conditions, like we have right now, it's pretty easy to get people to understand why you are resisting, you know, why that resistance is going to place. It's pretty easy to do that, but that's not always the case. So that's, right. that's kind of where, where right. I'm at. Um, right. but, but also to go forward, too, is that, I think that when you start looking at other forms of resistance in terms of union strikes, um, uh, you know, sabotaging infrastructure, those kinds of things are, 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 an, are, are a direct confrontation with uh, the power structure or some elements of the power structure. Those right there are much more important, than much, but they also require a serious level of discipline, which, we, which, we, which is normally lacking in more of a kind of a horizontal movements where they're kind of spontaneous, anybody can join, nobody's really vetted. That's what Occupy was about. And everybody, just anybody who wanted to come into it, fine. Whereas when you have a, say, a union strike, for example, when you have an organization, you have workers who work together every day who have a particular strategy, they have, they have resources, and they also are going to try to put a hurt on, 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 the, on, a, on a company or what have you. Um, that right there is a little bit more, much more disciplined. Uh, and, 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 that's, and that's what fundamentally makes it a difference between just a moment of protest and a resistance mm -hmm. or a movement. That's why I always tell people yeah. study the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement, whether you do a, a, a strike, it takes organization, and, but the strike is it's not so much to get you know everybody feeling good about a strike the strike is to force your mm -hmm. employer to concede to your right. demand 
So part right. of our resistance movement shouldn't be about today. Our resistance movement today, the the 45 resistance or Agent Orange resistance movement today should be about making the system ungovernable, unprofitable. If you don't you do go. that, then you don't have a strategic and tactical. So how do you do that? One, if you're going to make it unprofitable, this is where you come into the question of boycott or strikes. You don't you don't make trucks transport goods to different places where people start losing money. You make it where the economy can't function profitably. You make it ungovernable by the sense of, you know, occupation, um, you know, other types of tactical um, approaches that you may want to use uh, as part of your resistance. So all of that has to be at play. As, and it does not mean, I want to make it clear to folks, it does not mean that you give up protest marches. It does not mean that you give up petition. It does not mean that you give up, you know, uh, satirical and critical analysis. You don't give that up. That becomes part and parcel of the strategic tactic that you're going to do. So when they did the Selma march, you have to have people who can make sure that people get bathroom, get food, make sure they're transported if they get sick, get clothing. You got there's all this. You know, support system, even when they're Montgomery bus boycott, which is oftentimes, you know, um, you know, talked about, people didn't realize how much it takes in terms of organization, discipline, and seriousness to make it go for 366 days. This, if we're going to do this, folks, if we're going to do this seriously, you don't go out on TV and say resist. That, that's not a resistant movement. A resistant movement is you've got to make the system ungovernable and unprofitable at the same time. And you do a strategic focus, and you use many different tactics on the table, not just simply the word resistance. Right. Let, let me uh, – I have two callers, the 407 and the okay. 909. I think 407 is a jamo. I'm going to let in. And the 909, hang in there. I'm going to let you oh, in. Oh, 909 is a jamo. 909 is a jamo. Oh, oh Okay. Hello, Ajamo? Yeah, go ahead. Hello? All right, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely, brother. Yeah, welcome on, man. Thank you. Uh, no problem, man. Go ahead. I've been listening to the conversation. I'm, I'm multitasking now. I'm doing something. I'm trying to respond. I'm trying to put together a letter. <laughs> okay. so, so I'm just multitasking. Okay. I'm listening to you and, 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 and writing at the same time. Okay, well, hold hold in there. And then we'll, we'll, When you want to speak up, let me know. And then uh, we go no to problem. 407 really quickly. Uh, 407 area code. Hello? 407 area code. Okay, I'm going to let that person back off a little bit. I'm not showing up. Yeah, so good, very good points, Carl. And uh, let me see here. Okay. Uh, very, very good point. Um, that's where we're at. So, so, so I want to say, you know, talk about talk about those differences because I think that again, a lot of people get disappointed and get dis- dismayed. First off, you know, it's, for any any kind of form of protest, and it's just very difficult to sustain them for a long period of time. Um, in, in the in the book called In the Protest, he talked about he he felt like, you know, it's really hard to maintain a protest for, for longer than twenty eight days, particularly this day and time. It's, hard, it's harder to do it. So if you have something that you're particularly protesting, to you know, you got to be able to figure out, well, 
how long can we carry this on, and what are we going to need to keep it going? In Occupy, we knew that it wasn't going to last past, uh, you know, like October. Not only because just of the weather problem was a problem, but on top of that, it was that there was a serious level of lack of discipline within the, within that movement. So because you had, you know, you had people, anybody, anybody could join it, and so so after a while, it started getting infiltrated, right? And then at the same time, you were trying to address um, all kinds of issues. Originally, Adbusters had called for, really the, the purpose of the march was around the issue of getting uh, money out of politics. And that came up a lot. And that came up even locally uh, here in Sacramento when we did it. But that wasn't the only issue. I mean, it was everybody and their mama had an issue. They were trying to be brought up, and it, and it got to be a thing was when people said, "Well, what do you want?" We said everything, because I mean, shit, it was just so much on the table. So a, a lot of times, too, the to me the the opposite, the resistance sometimes is not as effective if you can't name that is what you want. You can't name what you're striving for. What are you against, and what are you trying to work for? Um, a lot of times, Occupy wasn't even clear about what it wanted. It, it, we knew what it was against, but we didn't know what it was for. And, and this is a problem. Same thing with the recent uh, women's, the women's uh, march on, uh, in, in D.C. Very, very well attended. A lot of people there, a lot of resources went into people being there. But what did they particularly want and what particularly were they against? We need to be able to name the 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 the, uh, the issues that we are are fighting against and for, um, and, and a lot of times we don't do that. For me, I can name what I'm what I'm resisting. I'm not just resisting Agent Orange, the fascist in the White House. I'm resisting white supremacy capitalism. This is what I'm resisting. You see my point? So I, I understand that just getting rid of Agent Orange is not enough. You know that's not enough because it didn't start with him. It don't end with him. So at the same time, I'm going to tell you what I'm for. I'm saying that we need a, a socialist, a revolutionary socialist society, economic political system. I know that's long range, but we, we, we move toward that. I keep that as a vision. If we don't have that, if we don't name it, right, then we wind up falling for anything. All right? We just wind and, up and falling you, for and anything. And you raise a good point because part of that is the, the challenge today. Um, the first part is the, the name it. You know, I, I think most people are looking at Agent Orange or 45 and say, hey, that's the problem. He is the focus of the problem, but he is not fundamentally the problem. Well, and, and, and what happens is, is that there are those who say, well, he, you know, he's not my president. He, he stole it from Hillary, and therefore, you know, that's the reason why I'm upset, or he's doing all these type of fascist things, and that's why I'm upset. But they, they cannot articulate fundamentally you know, the source of the problem, as well as what do they want. Part of it is, is because it's all over the map. And, 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 and that's, going to, that's going to be there. That's, in, that's there in every movement. The challenge is the liberal left will articulate that we need to have a Democrat in office. That's going to be what they want. I mean, our, within the Democratic Party, those on the liberal left saying, you know, this is why we're going through this, because we don't have a Democrat in the, in the office. The left, the revolutionary left, should articulate and, and, and a 
about you know an alternative society and name it and, 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 and claim what the system is and say this is issue is not simply about Trump or the Democratic Party. It is about the, the nature of the system in of itself. In terms, of, we talked about the electoral college system was dysfunction. We talk about you know the bourgeoisie in control of the Democratic Party and the neoliberalists. We have spoken to many of these things. So the role of the left is not to simply say you know you guys are fucked over there and therefore we have the right answer. The role of the left is to articulate clearly and get disciplined enough to organize both within and without of these larger movements, to move people past one. Because once the problem with the liberal left is once their stuff reached their limit, people are going to be looking around and saying, well, what else should we be, you know, what else should we be doing? Well, what other things should we be articulating? And then we'll get caught in the trick bag over and over again, where we just cycle in from Republican to Democrat to Democrat to Republican and, and, and get caught in this loop, and that's when people just simply check out. The left have to build upon, solidify, maintain, provide some level of leadership and, and support. Not initially. You don't jump out and initially say, you know, y'all don't know what you're doing. Let me, let me just, you know, I'm just going to have my separate march and we're going to do it. No, you don't do it like that. Because the masses that don't know who you are, they, they don't know your 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 um your experience they don't they can't trust you they don't know if you can get things done you all talk you're great intellectual and analysis folks but you can't organize out a paper bag so they want to know whether or not you can do something to reach a broad mm-hmm. masses of people before the masses of people move through and so there has to be debate um and struggle um both ideological debate and struggle about what works and where we're going. We need to have debate and struggle about tactics and strategy, um, not a, and not something where it's dismissive, like, you know, they're just a bunch of, you know, uh, bourgeois Democrats, so therefore we shouldn't pay no attention to them. I mean, a serious engagement and struggle, and I think this is one of the things that Ajamo is uh, is, is, is we were talking about, is that the misleadership of the black bourgeois within the Democratic Party and how they move folks because they, they, they come off more militant than most white Democrats that people think they're the left, so we should follow them. But they're just as much as a misleader as, as many of the others. So, I mean, those are some of the struggles that we have to do, but we have to do it in the context of can you deliver? Can you organize? Can't you be just not scatterbrained, but focused and strategic? Can you build upon what, what the work that has taken place and, and do it in a way, in a dialectical way, that really builds the resistance, not only against Agent Orange, but the fundamental nature of, 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 of American racial capitalism? Until you do that, um, I think we will always be caught in this cycle, you know, this you know, Democrats, Republicans, it's spiral. And I think that's one of the challenges. And then also, I think we should take this as an opportunity. People are looking for something. People want to be a part of something. And don't rule out whatever tactical uh, approach. If, if some people just want to, you know, uh, do petitions, let them do petitions, but show them how to do the best damn petition that has an impact. If some people want to, you know, uh, hold a, a, a rally, you show them how to do the best damn rally with the most militant rally that folks has ever seen with the largest number of people. Don't hold, say, well, we're going to do a rally, have 10 people and think you did something. 
that's not that's that's right. the tendency and, of the left all the time. And and it's it's important. I, I want you to think about the fact that, you know, when you're out doing protests and you're out doing resistance, people are watching. Right? Yes. Because you, you're always going to have more people not in the protest than are in it. You know, that's needless to say, but I mean, that's what you're going to have. I mean, you know, as widespread as Occupy was, you know, it, it never got 50% of the population. It barely got a, 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 a percentage, 1%. Uh, but that doesn't mean that 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 1% that, that did go out there, that we, we were out there, that doesn't mean that it wasn't supported by much many more people who either couldn't be out there or, you know, or whatever. So, but, but people are watching you. So if, if, I just I just I start thinking about you know maybe we can kind of kind of direct in this conversation to like what what makes up a good form of resistance you know what are the elements of good forms of resistance and protest um, and, and movement because we we know that most protests uh, we we would hope that most protests will lead into a movement and a movement is much long range uh, long range than a protest so you may have a protest for a couple of days but you want to see it. You, you hopefully that it will, it will, it will uh, morph into a movement that can last uh, more than a year, a couple of years, or how long it takes, right? But one of the things I learned, Carl, about uh, when when I was occupied, and this is just because it's the recent one. It's not the only one, but the recent one in the sense that you know, it some people are going to be looked at as kind of the leaders, if you will. You, you may not want to be a leader. You may not say. This this movement or this protest doesn't have a leader. No, it's, you're going to have people that are going to leave. They're going to they're going to emerge, and you're going to have people that you have you have to be able to trust the people that are trying to lead this movement. Now, everybody who leads ain't always legit, and and that's the problem with having these kind of spontaneous, undisciplined, uh, volunteer, wildly volunteer, unvetted type of movements. Or, or protest kind of things. Well, I really want to say movement. That they last a while is that you always don't know who's really orchestrating those. We saw that in the, in the uh, student movement back in the '60s and '70s when it was revealed that they were there were some movements that were heavily infiltrated, uh, and and they were infiltrated to keep the the the, the quell uh, uh, of those movements at a time when they were becoming uh, much more uh, influential. So so one of the things is is that when, if you think that you or trying to lead, or you are looked at as being a leader, you really have to watch how you act, how what you do, because people are watching you, and, and your your behavior and how you act can 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 really um, you know put a hurt on, on whatever is trying to be done. It, second thing is, I learned too is that, and, and, and we all have to learn this constantly, is communication is a serious a serious serious issue. In a movement, in a, in a protest, anywhere that you're trying, you have a bunch of people to come together that might not know each other, may not have a history together, and in that time you build relationships. Oh, you're I build relationships with people, and, and, and I build relationships with people. Um, and 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 the, in the couple of months that I was in Occupy, that people I did never know before we started it, but a lot of a lot of what happened, uh, the struggles that we had was a was a failure of communication. And what I mean by failure communication, that one is that you have to put your ego aside. You know, you have to, you know, you got to do that as much as possible. Be conscious of your own ego. Be conscious of are you always the one talking? Are you always the one interrupting? Are you always the one who's got to have the last word? 
You know, rather than just saying, I'm going to do I'm, you know, just practice. Sometimes just practice and shut the fuck up. Sometimes when you're in a situation and you know you talk a lot, and I know I talk a lot because I, I had to practice this. Sometimes when you, you just say, I'm not going to say anything, I'm going to see how far I can get without saying something because I want to be able to listen to people. I want to be able to carefully listen and come back. If I disagree with them, clarify what they're saying, ask the question. Those things are very important because if you don't have that, it, it will tear down, it will make a, a, a struggle even harder if you don't do that. And I was going to say uh, one more point about the communication. Oh, the, the, another thing that was, there was uh, a difference between, say, an a, a organized movement with the organization behind it and one that comes together spontaneously is that when you're in an organization is that you, can do, you should be doing some reflection about what you're doing. So there should be periodic reflections about what's working and what's not. There should be lots of criticism, self-criticism first, and some criticism. I mean, and constructive criticism, not in terms of, you know, kind of an angry, dismissive criticism. But that's very important is that we're reflecting on what we're doing. We have a space to come back and say, okay, we just did this march. We just did this particular activity. What, what worked? What didn't work? How can we do it better? How was our communication? Because that's where we fall apart. The communication element falls apart all the time. Um, Adamo, did you were you trying to get in? Oh no, I'm just I'm just listening. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. I I, right. I just I want to speak to the communication and uh, pivot a little mm-hmm. bit to um, the many different contradictions in this resistance that's unfolding mm-hmm. before our very eye. Um, right. I think in, as part, uh, many of the points you raise in communication are critically important, but I think one of the things that we will have to do in this resistant movement is not only have respect for each other and struggle respectfully uh, with each other, put our egos to the side, which is often hard to do for those who think they're leaders, um, to side, or those who are running organizations to the side. I think... What we will have to do is what I call public communication and private communication, above ground, underground. Um, we need mm-hmm. one set of communication where it's public and it's a public struggle, and then we need a private communication among us around, um, uh, you know, main, you know, in terms of strategy, organization, tactical move. One of the things that the COINTELPRO uh, fully demonstrated was that his ability to infiltrate uh, organizations and direct the kinds of actions that ought to take place. Um, they make sure the two things that the COINTELPRO demonstrated uh, and I learned from is that, um, one, they, they infiltrate the organization to make you as most militant and, and, and on the violent edge as possible so they can arrest all you and, and take you out. That's one. Um, and that was demonstrated over and over again in just about uh, every movement where they, someone come in and says, well, you know, let's go tear up some stuff. Well, the person who says, let's go tear up some stuff is usually the agent provocateur. Um, and so because if it hasn't been discussed, it hasn't been planned, it's an agent provocateur, plain and simple. The second piece is that um, they, um, the second thing that that they do is that they make sure you they – create uh, discord among different um, movement leaders or people who engage in strategy, and they do it violently and underhanded. So um, because people, oftentimes leaders are so driven by the ego, uh, and they're mostly men, but, you know, currently it's more women 
moving into this direction is that you you mess with the ego to the point where they do all kinds of stupid and crazy things or they or have to compromise themselves. So part of the internal communication is to be able to have frank conversations among each other, respectful com- uh, communication that, that, that the, um, you know, uh, secret police, because now we have Jeff Session as, as, as head of the Attorney General. He's going to unleash his FBI to do all kinds of stuff on us. They're probably listening in on this now, trying to identify all leaders and all different groups of people um, like they did in the 70s and the 60s. So there's going to have to be a certain level of that that takes place. Um, uh, um, and, and the key, one of the things that the, the um, Central America movement uh, struggle demonstrate, and I think it got lost over time, is the ability to have respectful communication and struggle between each other. I'm not saying that to Brad. Go ahead. Did we lose you, Jamal? No, well, I muted him so he couldn't. Oh. Oh, so I think that's I think that's one thing. The other thing is um, I just wanted to let you know let folks know is that a part of our resistance, um, uh, and there will be many players, is the Democratic Party. We need to be cognizant of the Democratic Party leadership taking control and and taking ownership, whether that is through the National Action Network or the Democratic Party. Where uh, the and if 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 the Democratic Party has to be subordinate to the resistant movement. And the resistant movement need to be clear that if we rebuild a new party, whether within the Democratic Party or outside, it is to, to build a new working class, you know, uh, a people of color-led electoral party. This is not a revolutionary party, folks. I'm not talking about a party that's going to seize political power. I'm talking about an electoral party that will get us to the next phase. It, those who are part of that resistance movement, particularly those within the Democratic Party and outside of the, the liberal left, need to make clear that we cannot get caught back into the same Democratic Party morass of around, you know, neoliberalism. And we need to call out neoliberalism as it is. And those who want free trade and all this other kind of neoliberalism crap to say that's capitalism, plain and simple. We were struggling to actually transform the society to a much more socially respectful, socially redistribution of wealth. This is what the kind of party we want. We do not want the same kind of party that existed before. And that struggle has to take place within the Democratic Party as well as outside. And we need to struggle with all the various forces within the resistance. Those who are, who are connected to the anarchists who are only singly focused of just destruction of property. That's all they see. They don't see nothing else. They have no faith in the masses. They think they're all just been bought off, so that's why they must lead the struggle. To those who simply says, you know, I will set you free within the Democratic Party. We need to struggle with all those different forces going forward so that we are not misled and that we have gone through this opportunity. It is an opportunity. Granted, uh, it's, it's there's a lot of repression, but it is an opportunity to steal us to do the thing that is done right. I oftentimes refer back to folks to go back and read the long march when the Chinese, the Communist Party was surrounded by the Kuomintang and all was almost lost. 
and they had to retreat back to the Hanan uh, province of where their where their base uh, left. They started out with almost 200,000 troops, ended up with a couple of thousand. It tells you that even in the face of the most difficult time, they kept their eye on the prize, their focus of what they were trying to do and where they were where they were headed. Do not become depressed. Be energized. Get organized. Do not mourn. Do not cry. I get, well, mourn, cry, get it out of your system. But at the end of the day, get up, polish yourself off, and do what you have to do to maintain the resistance and to and to and to, not only to resist but to transform. Um, so the resistance have to have both. We need to resist what's going on, and we need to transform going forward. So those are all the pieces that we need to look at. This all of these. Um, pieces um, in a dialectical way. Well, you know, that, and, and let's just call you, and we, we, we laid out a lot on the table here. I, I want to kind of detail a little bit on that. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, we have these, these kind of words that are kind of generalized. And, and what I want to kind of get back to, like, on, on the day-to-day, on the day-to-day level, okay? Let's look at what we have right now, because we want to try to stay in the moment, is that what we see, first off, what we see, we've seen, you know, hundreds of, of protests since uh, Agent Orange was inaugurated, right? And so, great. so you've seen those, and, and what you see is people is those those have been protests that that people are just saying, we don't look, we don't we don't like you, we don't want you, you're not you're not wanted, you know, we don't care about you, that you were elected, we don't want you, you know, you're not a you're not our president. So you, you have that even the women's march that was the uh, the women's march and rally, if you will. That was that was the overall message there. There was nothing else really to be gained. Nobody, I, I, I'm hoping nobody was going to expect anything to come out of that. In other words, he was not going to be impeached because half a million women showed up in D.C. He was not going to be impeached because the, the, those those uh, the women's march the women's march uh, was duplicated in, in almost damn near uh, you know 30 cities or something like that and and across the world. That was not going to impeach him. So so for one. On one level, we need to keep that resistance up. We need to keep, and I don't want to call it, keep that kind of protest and that kind of saying that, look, right. we, you're not our president right. type of, of, of protest. We keep that up. On the second level is we have to uh, not dismiss the Democratic Party, but force the Democratic Party, right, to live up to what they say they're going to live up to. See, because there's, there's a lot on, on the plate for them. Their ass has already lost feet. Their asses got royally kicked, and, like, and, and as they should have gotten kicked, right? I, I have no sympathy for anybody, any politician in the Democratic Party, nobody, not even Bernie Sanders. Them motherfuckers are going to have to work. So you, we, we put the pressure on them to push for uh, impeachment. Now, you say, well, I know people on Twitter talking about, well, if you just impeach him, you know, you got Pence right behind it. We need to do it anyway. Because right. by doing that, it sends a message that, that sends a false message to one that a you're not our president, two it's in the Democratic Party that you better move on this shit, but you're going to keep losing. You're going to you're going to lose your base, and much of the base is thoroughly, thoroughly uh, uh, dissatisfied with the Democratic Party. Thoroughly dissatisfied, and and, and if you're talking about Billary. And her and her and her husband coming back up into the game. You better, you know, like get that off now. They need to, their asses need to retire. We need to have some new some new blood coming up in here. 
So, so we need to do that and do that. On the, other, on, on, the, on the third level of that is, is that we build, we continue to build, we've always been trying to do it, and we continue to have to do it, is building third parties, building third, uh, building third parties and building legitimate resistance movements that are not just about resistance, like Carl said, but also what it's about what we're for at the same time. So if you look at, a, say, a Green Party or a Socialist Workers Party, you look at those parties, you're saying, look, or, or even the a Democratic Socialists of America, even though they might not be totally revolutionary socialism, but you join those organizations. One, you're getting those organizations because you want to develop some discipline. You want to develop a strategic, you want to be a part of a strategic movement. You want to be a part of, say, if you have a party like the Green Party, for example, that's going to try to run, um, that's going to try to run uh, uh, political, uh, win political seats uh, locally and, and nationally. That's why you join those. That's the reason why you help build those. You need to do that. We're not going to we're not going to move forward without doing this process. I don't care how bougie you may think it is or how much you think people are part of the system. Look, folks, you have to start where you are right now. This is where we are. And then we want to we, we keep building that. Then we can go into another kind of uh, phase. But but that's where we are right now. We're at that. He's not our president type movement. And then we're also right. at the same time resisting Democratic Party to call for impeachment, to push back on – this is a weak motherfucker, too. I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying. But to push back on, 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 the, on the, uh, uh, the, the Republican regime as much as possible. I don't expect a lot out of them because they, they're some weak motherfuckers. But we've got to push them anyway. And then at the same time, we need to, we need to continue, as we always should, to build third party. Go ahead. The other thing, uh, you know, I, the point you were saying that we need to um, impeach, uh, uh, you know, Agent mm-hmm. Orrin, but we'll have we'll have Pence into office. I, I strongly suggest people go back to history to Richard Nixon when he resigned. Mm-hmm. People forgot when mm-hmm. he resigned, oh, yeah. who was his vice president? It was Sparrow Agnew. Mm-hmm. Sparrow Agnew had to resign. Remember? Yeah. Because he was about ready to be impeached for corruption charges. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, right. so which brought in Gerald Ford, folks. <laughs> right. So, right. I, 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 I always tell people, even the vice, you know, vice president was forced to resign. So, if you have a base of a movement, if you've built up and you're clear about what you want, you have masses, millions and millions of people engaged in the resistance movement. We're, we'll have the Democratic Party subordinate to the leadership of the resistance movement. You, and the resistance movement says, you know, 45 must resign, and then he's gone. You proceed to say, um, Mike Pence must also be impeached or forced to resign. You don't end the struggle because it, it appears worse. You, you, you take the struggle up to the next level. Stop being in a defeatist attitude. Get engaged. The power, you have the power now. You have the momentum of history on your side. Use it. Use it to build. Use it to push. Use it to concede. Use it to struggle against. And go back and study history so if folks tell you a lie about what happened, you study it yourself. You research it yourself. You find out what's, you know, what really happened. You don't need no elder to tell you. 
You got internet now to tell you. That's your elder. You got other ways to to find uh, what happened in history and why it went a certain way. Check that out and build upon that and use that as a guidance for of, of your struggle going forward. Now, what you will do going forward will be unparalleled, unknown, going into different territory, raising it to a much higher level. And we respect, acknowledge, support, praise the, the, the women march to step it up the day after the uh, the day after you know uh, 45 was inaugurated that's power you got power when you have a half a million people show up a day after we've never had that day after we've had in the anti-war march we had um you know up to a million pe- uh, people show up at the pentagon and so forth but it wasn't the day afterward this is the day afterwards and that speaks to the power of, of the Internet. I mean, we can utilize yeah. those tools as long as we have it because it, the, the communication goes so much quicker. That's the same right. thing that happened with, with the uh, uh, Occupy, you know, because the, the Internet brought people together. He, they're, they're, this thing is, this is critical for the young people. I know a lot of, a lot of old people our age don't always, I know I do, but a lot of people don't get into the whole Internet thing. But it's really important to understand how to use not only the tools for just like, you know, browsing and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. There are some other tools that can be used to really um, be very, 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 a very activist kind of tools that can be used to mobilize people in a, in a very moment's notice. Right. And, and we saw some of that even in Bernie's and Bernie's uh, uh, campaign. Uh, some of those tools were, begin, were, were being used for the phone trees, for example. That's just one small example, how you can take technology and a, and, a, and, a, and an application and build it in order to reach people in a, in a, in a, in a, in a really fast time. Um, but I, but I want to I come back to a, a, a couple of things. One thing I learned from Occupy, too, and, and this is kind of some of the issues with, with the women's movement, and I wasn't there, but, so, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably assume, is that one of the things that I got frustrated with and I tried to, try to get people to do is say, look, you know, we would, you know, we, we would always try to, you know, organize these marches, and we were having a lot of them, and were, a lot of them were – uh, they were very public because we were downtown, so we were able to. We always, a lot of times, we marched through downtown, not only on the outskirts, but marched through downtown. Um, so we got a lot of people that saw us. But I, but the thing was, I said, you know, I think that we, I tell people that we sometimes failed when we didn't have any literature in our hands. We didn't have no literature. When you weren't passing out anything, because you have to remember, when you're marching, you're just not marching and hollering, but you need to educate people. Educate people beyond the slogan. So if you're out there in a march, you should have three or four different, five, you know, many different kind of leaflets you can get. And you can go online and find this stuff too. You don't have to reinvent this stuff. But think about the issues that you, you know, that, that you're fighting against. First, go online and see if it's already created. There's no, no point in re- recreating the wheel, particularly if you don't have a lot of time and resources. If you have time to, to create it and write it yourself, great, go for it. But if you don't, go online and see if it's already there. Um, you know, get on people's contact list and say, hey, you know, you had, there was this march, you know, or this rally in, in New York or, or Philadelphia or whatever. Uh, do you have something you can send me, you know, on, on digital? We can, we can run it off. But when you're out there, pass out this stuff, man. Seriously, pass it out because there's going to be a lot of people, if, you, if you're in a situation where there are a lot of people observing you, they're on the outskirts of it, be willing to pass those flyers out while you're out there. The slogans are not enough. They're good. 
they're important, but we're ready to pass out stuff. And don't just wait for the mammoth speech at the rally in order for that to happen, right? A lot of times That's right. um, what we did, one thing that I got people in Occupy to do is we had teach-ins. So because I got tired of all the goddamn, you know, speeches and stuff. Everybody got to get up and talk to everybody. No, let's, 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 let's do a teach-in and have it, you know, we, we schedule the teach-ins. People come in at a particular time, and we sit down with a group of us, and that way you have dialogue with people. See, I, I, I have a problem with people who, who want to always speak at people. That makes me feel like they don't respect people. They don't trust what people can think. I want to be able to say, look, if, I, if I'm fighting for the people and I, and I believe the people should be fought for, then that means I should be able to sit down and listen to the people, right? Even if they disagree with me, then I need to be engaged with them. But if, I was, if all I'm looking for is another, is another uh, platform, for me to get up and, 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 and talk because I think that I'm the best talker and I can put stuff out there, then that's not good. That's just not good. So to me, when you're doing these marches, it's heavy. I don't know in the women's march, the only thing I had issues, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't seeing. That doesn't mean that it wasn't there. But I, I just doesn't think that it was a clear message beyond you're not our president. But also we have to, I think, after those marches, after they happen the day after, you're going to have to be set up with some, some meetups locally. So how do you continue that? How do you continue that, that, that going in some kind of way, both, both, you know, uh, um, both in an organized matter and, and as well as a, a less organized matter? I know everybody is not into going to, to meetings and going to uh, protest all the time. So you can, you can have like, you know, just a regular little meetup and, you, and you're going to meet at a, uh, somebody's house, or you're going to meet at a restaurant, or something like that. But you and you want to, or you're going to meet at a public place. But you want to continue it on, particularly now, right now, uh, in terms of because it's so it's so uh, 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 so important to do this now and continue it after that. When you and see also, people, you know, go ahead. No, I was also go going ahead. to uh, uh, suggest a couple of other stuff too is in addition to meet up uh continue to have small group discussion also um yeah. you know get engaged with indivisible um which which uh have people going to legislature's office and um whether yeah. you know your congressperson or your senator and jam them up around you know you want single pair or protection of a you know ACA or you want uh, you know climate change you know um protection all those things jam them up uh, and the the reason why they're effective one of the difference between what they're effective relative to to the right the right don't need numbers they never had even when the tea party was supposedly big i went down to check out the tea yeah. party rally and they only had yeah, 200 people they only had yeah. two yeah, they got too. national coverage we can't do that you don't right. do exactly what and assume you can have 200 people and you're going to get national coverage. Only time you get national coverage, 200 people, if you burn some building down, like what, what you know, some, you know, something gets catch on fire, you beat up some cops. That happens in Berkeley, and, I, and, and it and it backfires because people think, well, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that movement. So what happens is, is we have to have numbers, and that's what's taking place now. People are showing up at these offices. In mass number, take ten or fifteen of your folks you know, your friends, and, and show up at these offices and jamming them up. Um, you know, particularly these Republicans, but as well Democrats too, because they 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 already backsliding. They're already you know giving up the mm-hmm. fight. They're already trying to make some deal. You tell those Democrats you do not vote not once. You don't give the Republican not an inch 
of anything. Nothing. Zero. Zap. Nothing. That's that's the stand. You hold the line, and if they fail to hold the line, you vote them out. You get the, you know, I'm a much more progressive and uh, uh, democratic socialist person into office. So that's that's those are some of the things. The other thing is, if you can't do that, you can't go down there. You know, participate in the boycott. You know, um, there's various businesses that that support Donald Trump that um, we need to target. Uh, a boycott and just, you know, don't have our dollars spent at different places, whether it's, uh, I think I've heard it was Amazon and, and a couple of other businesses that are out there that support you. You boycott. You, you, set, you do start an online boycott campaign. One of the things about the Internet is uh, today is you can do it. You get the word about the boycott. Bam! It goes across the nation, and everyone, you know, in the old days we had to call up people on telephone, do a telephone chain. Now you have the Internet chain to do a lot of this boycott, strategic boycott. We must use many tactics with single focus. Let me mention one thing while you're on boycott. There is, there is a website you can go to called Grab Your Wallet. Grab oh, okay. Your Wallet. Yeah. GrabYourWallet.com or something like that. Mm-hmm. That, that one lists all the different uh, companies that work that either carrying some of the Agent Orange's uh, merchandise and products and things of that sort. Um, and it has been effective already. Uh, the one on Macy's, I think Nordstrom's. There's some other ones that have uh, TJ Maxx. They have, you know, like um, either gotten rid of his products or gotten rid of his daughter's products or whatever, or they put right. it like, they, like don't bring attention to them. So, so it, it shows you what it can, it, what can be done. The same thing would happen when the uh, on, on the protests uh, on the on the non-Muslim protests mm-hmm. that happened that night in New York, for example. So the the, the cab drivers went on strike. They, they, they would not go to the airport. So that's important. That was, that was, that's, a, that was, that's real resistance there. So you had, you had resistance on the ground in terms of people protesting, let them go, let them go, let them in, let them in. But then you had, on the other hand, you had this strike that put a serious hurt on the, on the New York economy, to, or at least in terms of made it very difficult for people to get around and travel. Now, what happened was is Uber kind of broke that strike. Right, they sent their mm-hmm. people up in there. They paid a fucking price for it, seriously. So people start, you know, uh, and I, I did the same thing. And some of these boycotts are really easy. Just cancel your account, cancel it, or get rid of the app or whatever, the Uber app. People were doing that like you know crazy over the weekend, over, over that weekend, and it had an mm-hmm. uh, impact because most of it was because it was easy to do. See, some things, some boycotts are very easy. Some of them are very difficult to do. So, for example, if you're going to go up against Amazon. We would have to have a very collective decision to go up against Amazon for in order to be effective. Just, you know, maybe a handful of us or a couple, a couple of hundred or a couple of thousand even is not going to hurt Amazon at all. But if you can get into it where it's a couple of million, uh, several million of people and start doing that on Amazon, then it puts a hurt on them and then it gets back to it. So, so, so you have to or like the, be t- very conscious about Go ahead. And I strongly recommend people get, go to grab your wallet because I'm looking at it now. Mm-hmm. Grab your wallet. Yeah. And it gives you the most current. It gives you phone numbers. It tells you the products that they use, the emails to them, and who to contact. I mean, they have this thing down. For example, TJ Maxx, on February 7th, the New York Times reported a leaked document revealing that TJ Maxx manager were instructed to get rid of Ivanka Trump signature in the store and, and mix Ivanka's items with, in with other merchandise rather than display it separately. 
please go to this site. It, it, they, they keep on top of it. It tells you uh, what's happening. It tells you when they're happening about different um, Burlington Coke Factory. Uh, Trump items are no longer online on Burlington Coke Factory. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I'm reading this, and it's like, wow, folks are on it. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah. So the, the, the only thing is, is again, if then the difference between that now, on some hand, that's that's calling for people to individually do something. If if we had say an organization that says, all right, we're going to target a particular strategic organ, particular company, or what have you, right. and we did, and, and, and you would really powerful. push people to do that in, in more mass, bring critical mass around it, it has even more of an impact. And that's kind of what happened with the uh, with with Uber. Uber was was a perfect. <laughs> it put itself in a bad situation because Uber, you access Uber through an app, and on the app, you, most people that have an app are also probably going to be on social media. So that that meme of saying boycott, you know, boycott Uber and 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 you know, close your account or whatever, that just spread so quickly. It would have been harder to do that, say, for TJ Maxx at that particular time or what have you, because it's, it's not the same situation. So my point is, is that you have, to, you have to look at opportunities and take advantage of opportunities. Some of those opportunities, we can't, all, we can't always create the opportunities we want, right? And I want to come back. We have about 17 minutes left. I want to come back to one thing you said about the pinch thing, and I totally agree that once we get rid of uh, – we're going to cut off the, 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 the nominal head – if you will, I don't. I don't think Agent Orange is the head of the thing. I don't think he's calling the shots per se. I think he's being told. No, what no he's head. not calling but, the shots. I know. So, so, but, 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 once we do that, don't think because Pence is, is is largely in there for the for the uh, for the religious right. I mean, this is a, a religious right fascist, right? Those elements are all up in the the military. They're in the they're in the they're in the uh, Republican Party because they, that that they use it to appeal to their base. But I contend, Carl, and, and you may be different on me on this question. I think that the Christian right is weak. I think I think the religious movement is weak in this country. I really do. I think that we don't. I think that, we, that even though they they can uh, uh, um, they can move some ballots, they can move some get people on uh, uh, voted in. I think that their their message is contradictory and it's weak. And so I'm not really so much worried that if he got up in there, if it was him. We can continue to struggle easily because he's corrupt, he's a liar. All, all of them folks in there are liars. All of them are liars. Do not even and, – and, and most of, the, uh, of these, uh, of these uh, religious uh, fascists, they all lie. They're, they're hypocritical. You, they always get exposed. You know, they, they preach one thing, they try to take the moral high ground, and they always come tumbling down because they talk so much shit about how everybody else should live, and they don't live that way themselves. So don't worry about Pence if he's up in there because once we, we get at him, then we go after all, the entire Republican regime. That's what you have to do. And we've been running the Republican regime forever, so we're going to continue to do that. But you just go about it stronger. So don't be worried about that. I don't think that they have as much power as there. One of the things that um, I need to say this about this book that I suggested, and I've and I got to say it because the people go, I know some people don't go out and buy it, um, you know, the end, the end of protest. Um, he, you know, he talks about in, in this book different types of, uh, of people who, or different types of protests. There's voluntarism protests where you know people most of us, most of us, most of us do. We volunteer to get into this protest and we struggle with it. You know, we ain't getting paid. We're doing this work. There, there's a structural protest. There, whereas 
we, we know, again, we talked about fighting, fighting the enemy's structural uh, uh, holdings. So, that, you know, we sabotage and we, and we disrupt. We disrupt downtowns. We, we, we disrupt urban centers. We disrupt uh, places where there's a lot of commerce, there's a lot of money being moved between. They don't like that. That messes up their day, right? So, so you, you know, you, you do that. But he talked about a, a spiritual resistance. Now, listen. I'm not, I don't, if, if he, if we, what we mean by spiritual in the sense that we all kind of, people come together and they have a shared kind of, kind of angst and they have a shared kind of, um, of a problem of, of, of an injustice and we don't know each other, we just come together. That can be a beautiful movement. It was beautiful when, when we had our first marches, Occupy marches here in SAC. It was, it was a beautiful, it, just to see the, 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 the long lines of people. Um, and, and we all we didn't know each other. We didn't hardly even know what we were doing. But people were just coming together, and because they they knew that there was a problem, then and they and that they needed to be resisted. It needed to be called out. So that was, to me is a spiritual thing. But this this person in this book is talking about spiritual on a on a religious tip. And and I and I don't, you know, I'm not going to argue with you about what you believe. That's your business. But I think that that's not a useful tactic for the movement. Because there's too many different ways to read what's called spiritual. There's too many ways to read that. It's a nebulous thing. To he talked about, you know, how we need to appeal to the gods, the great super, you know, mystical gods. I mean, he didn't he didn't he didn't talk about this chapter after chapter, but he kept coming back to it. And I'm like, I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know like some mystical gods. I don't know those those exist. And and but if you have a god that you appeal to and it's a positive god or force that you appeal to to get you through, that's fine. You do that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you at all. But 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 when you bring it, try to bring it to an objective protest, I may argue with it because people read it differently. People read it differently. And some of us don't don't even see it at all. We don't see it. And it's not because we're running from it, because we just don't think it exists. You know, we don't we don't think that exists. Well, I don't even know what spirituality means anymore. So Yeah, I don't think it go ahead. I don't. I don't think it's so much the, the spirituality in of itself is a is a problem. I, I have problems mm-hmm. with it on another on another level. But this is where I have a problem with this, and this always happened when movements are at their peak. This happened in yeah. the '60s with the hippie and the counterculture mm-hmm. folks, and, and the mm-hmm. um, uh, Jesus, we used to call them Jesus freaks. They came out in mass. Uh, what happens is it this mobilized people into action. It tells yeah. people that protest is no longer relevant. Mass collective solidarity to engage in struggle as an agent for change is no longer. Just think about yourself and reach your spiritual connection with your spiritual advisor. It disconnects people from engaging from in reality and struggle for mm-hmm. today and, and, and connecting them not only with themselves, with other people as a collective force. Now, I love the spirit of the collective. I do not like the spirit yeah. of the individual. I think the spirit right. of the collective is far more powerful than having a – I'd rather have a relationship with the masses than with this mystical spiritual being. Because that spiritual being reinforced the capitalist notion that we're all individual automaton commodities, and therefore that's how capitalists see you as this individual commodified thing that can be bought and sold. And it works well in that kind of context. So um, 
it, 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 where Martin Luther King uses it as part of inertia, when people are coming difficult times, when they're being bombed, shot, killed. I mean, those were rough movements. Nothing like what yeah. we have today. Um, and then he gets out there, and he used the spiritual word to uplift, to give you energy, to go back right. out there and protest, knowing you're going to get shot, beat up, and, and bit by dogs. That's some powerful, that's some powerful spiritual right. stuff. Need, now, that I'm that. down and, for. And, 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 and those moments, and those moments <laughs> different people can be called upon to, to, communicate, to communicate that. But but on, on another level too, I was listening. Uh, it was uh, Michael Jackson um, played up on Twitter one last night. It was um, the Man in the Mirror, right? Right. I mean, you know, you know everybody heard that song. It's a beautiful song and everything. But but a lot of times that that's also a, a, a message of individualism. There, there's nothing wrong with us talking about we need to improve ourselves and look at ourselves. We do we do need to do that. We do. But but when they talk about what we're what we're faced with right now is questions about power. This is a question about power. So we don't, we don't just point fingers at each other. Well, if you were different, if you did what you're supposed to do, it wouldn't be like this. No, it ain't that. The, the, a lot of what we're dealing with is much larger than us. A lot of what we're dealing with is not even just uh, the Agent Orange or the, uh, or, or the, or the people who surround him. We're dealing with something that's systemic. A system, systemic means it's like, almost like a machine, right? Now, I understand that machines... Are, 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 are ran by A lot of times ran or created by people I understand the systems are created by people But sometimes those, those systems Go beyond people So you have to remember that you're not just fighting Against the individual You're also, you're also fighting against the system That has been erected So that's the reason why I say look The reason why I call this a fascist regime Not because that fascism is totally Here today right now But that's where, that's where we're going And what I mean by that is Is that we have Structures we have democratic structures that people have fought for that people have systematically fought for. Now you may think, well, those democratic structures are weak, they're bourgeois, they whatever. But people fought for them, and the reason why they're important is because they have, they help bring about some level of of of, of, of civil rights, if you will, right? Do we take for granted? Do we take for granted? There is certain levels of freedom of speech in this country, even though. It is, it, it, we, have to speak, we still have to speak truth to power There are certain right. levels of freedom of speech That other places don't have And, 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 they, and we have that because Not because the enemy, not because the oppressor Wanted us to have it right? Not because they gave it to us But because we had to demand for it right? So I'm not going to you know, I want you to understand Is that we have to build Institutions We have to build democratic institutions So we don't have to always fucking march Every fucking time that, That's the reason why we got to go ahead and do this because we don't have institutions in which we have a voice. So if you don't have a voice within these uh, places that are supposed to work for on our behalf, right, then you have to go to the streets. And we may have, we may have to always do it. Even under socialist uh, 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 government, you have to resist. But you want to try to build uh, institutions that, that would require us not to do that, that we have a voice. In, in, in local politics, do we have a voice in local decision making? Do we have a voice in, 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 in where we work? And matter of fact, not only have a voice, but fucking we run the goddamn place that we work that we work at. Not not, not some CEO or some corporate head, but that we, when we do the work certain places, then we run the shit. That's our voice. So we have to fight for that so we ain't gotta go to the street. Because I think right now the more you have to go to the street the resistance gets stronger and stronger and stronger. That means our resistance has to be stronger and stronger and stronger. 
We don't want to be just protesting, protesting, protesting. We want to have protests to build a system in which people are very much empowered, where there are institutions in place that empower people. That's what we ultimately want to do. I want to see a day where we get, where we get beyond the protest and go to another level of, de- of de- real democracy. Go ahead, Carl, seven minutes. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's the key point. And, that, and that's part of uh, why I call resistance and transformation. We have to have both of mm-hmm. those pieces together. So I, I think the role of the left is to educate the, the rest of the populace, and particularly the liberal left, what our role and function is. We, we, we have to make it unprofitable on government. We must resist for to tra- and social transform. We have to sustain the struggle for the long haul, not for the sh- short haul. We must allow many forms of strategies and tactics to be used for resistance and don't call out people for just one single form and say that's, you know, that's only the right form. We also need to, um, you know, to educate, to, you know, to do the, the you know, meetups and, 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 and learn and educate about the past as well as what's going forward. All of this is important, but realize most importantly for, um, that those who fought and struggled during the Civil Rights Movement did not fought for me. See, we have with the the, the postmodernists and the the nineties and eighties nineties that promoted was the me generation. It's all about me. What is it going to do for me? I need my God to help me. I need my money to help me. They fought for the future generation. They lay down and yeah. die not for themselves, but for the future generation. And therefore, yes, during this period, we will have some pain. Some pain, some difficult pain, but we do it not because it's. We will most likely we will never see the fruits of our labor, but if we do this right, to build where we the next generation comes along could build off of the institutions, the the organization, the party, all of those things that we have done right. They can take it to the next level to actually bring about a social society that we truly are struggling for. We can't talk about this stuff in the abstract. We can't talk about it from, you know, what went wrong and right during the 1917 Bolshevik Revolution. There are those who are trapped in the past. One of the things about the Civil Rights Movement, they were trapped in the future. They never was trapped to say, oh, because we were slave people, therefore we can't do much. So let's figure out why we were slave people. They, they, they said, no, we know what our issue is. Let's figure out how we're going to get there, how we're going to build upon. And even though what they struggled for was in the context of a bourgeois democracy, those bourgeois rights that you currently have, the right to freedom of speech, the right to assembly, the right, all of those things that you, uh, you know, to vote, even though they're suppressing and, and undermining it day in and day out, came about because of struggle. It wasn't handed to us on a silver platter. We didn't have a, you know, a silver spoon or a gold you know, spoon in our mouth and say, you got all these things. Only rich, wealthy, bourgeois, capitalist family has that. You, the vast majority of the working class get, people let me, try to get, let, let me try to get one, another, another caller coming in. Hold on a second. Okay. Yeah, about three, three minutes and 47 seconds. Caller for, uh, four, 404. Are you there? Hey, Bakari, Carl, what's up, y'all? Hey, oh, hey, man. Hey, I, hey. I, I should know your number by now. Dang it. Real quickly, man, what you got? <laughs> what you got, <laughs> what well, you got I, I guess I... 
I guess I just echo what Carl is hitting on, that all of these games mm-hmm. have been fought for. The things that we see as normal now weren't normal back in the day. So, you know, the eight-hour right. eight hour work day, 40-hour work week, uh, the idea of a minimum wage. Uh, we never heard mm-hmm. of a maximum wage, though, so it's interesting that you see where the gains lie and who didn't have to fight because they were setting the parameters because there's no maximum there wage go. out there capping where they go. But, uh, you know, right. Carl is raising a great point with what he's talking about right now, man. All of these things okay, well, that, that we consider get, normal. Get, mm-hmm. Yep. Right. We take that for granted. We have to come back. We need to come back and visit this thing too. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get 407 online because I know he's been hanging in there. But it was one more time, even though we have about two minutes left. Hold on a second. 407, there. You there? 407. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're, we're running out of time. But hey, it's always good to hear from you, Nas. We're, we're, we're gonna have to come back and revisit this. Uh, Again, because I, 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 I want to kind of to, un, to unpack a lot of this stuff that we put out there. We put a lot of, a lot of stuff on the table, and I think that we need to come back and, and unpack it and also come back and talk about it in terms of some things that we're also participating in and, and, and what we're learning and what we're getting into as we participate in these resistance uh, struggles uh, uh, now and, and, and throughout the year. So we're going to co- continue to do that, all right? So uh, anyway, I'm going to close it out, I think. Okay, I thought I thought the four or seven was going to get in there, and that, that kind of messed me up. So anyway, um, anything, anything else, guys, real quick? About th- about, about about a minute left. Anybody? No, keep resisting, keep fighting your own way. Uh, keep your keep your health and sanity, but still push back. Thanks, definitely, definitely. So what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, Jody Dean come on. Uh, she's going to be here in two in two uh, not next Monday, but Monday after next. But I also want you to continue to follow us on Twitter. That's at Socialist45. And you can also download us on iTunes, Socialist Visions on iTunes. Do that as well. And then if you follow, follow us on Blog Talk. And I'm going to start sending out some of the show notes that we uh, develop as we're talking, okay? So definitely follow us up on Blog Talk. It's really easy. All you got to do is just click the follow button on our, on our page and Blog Talk. All right? So appreciate the callers calling in. Nah, it's always good to hear from you. Brother Carl, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.